Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Hello, hello, survivors of trauma. Thank you for listening. Today, I'm going to talk about unrealistic expectations. I really enjoy hearing about this topic and thinking about it because I'm sure that I do it way too often. And it's when I hear people say it, I kind of catch myself like, Ugh, I guess I, I have that, you know, I have those unrealistic expectations and I expect things too much of myself and other people. So I'm going to talk about three ways that my unrealistic expectations show up on the regular. Um, One is myself at work. Uh, Two is unrealistic expectations of my son. And three is unrealistic expectations of my family. But I'm sure if I thought about it for a while, I could see that possibly I had unrealistic expectations in different relationships in my past, but I don't know if I'm ready to go there tonight. Like I even, it makes me kind of upset to even think about that. Like (laughs) I start getting angry about what I deserve and it, if I have too high of expectations, does that mean that I'm supposed to settle for something that's not good enough? So anyway, I don't think I'm ready to talk about that subject yet, but these first three I will. So come along and let's think about these. The first place that I know that I might have unrealistic expectations is at my job. So I'm a teacher and I know I used to be a workaholic back in the day when I taught elementary school. I would work really long hours and on the weekends I don't do that to myself anymore. And so I thought maybe I don't have unrealistic expectations of what I should be able to get done in a day. But my therapist seems to think otherwise. And she has mentioned to me gently and in a nice way that I might have too big of a responsibility, you know, like that sense of over responsibility for what she thinks I can do in a day or what how much influence I have over my students. And I take a look at that and think about it. And maybe this is why sometimes I'm up all night or most of the night, like wanting to make things perfect and planning lessons and thinking about ways I need to connect with students. And, you know, I'm not really that great of a teacher, I feel like. I mean, I'm okay. I'm good. I'll I'll give myself a good. I'm a good teacher. But I'm really not a revolutionary teacher. I feel like I was probably a lot better teacher when I was overworking myself. And I see teachers at my school, a few of them doing that. And they are really amazing teachers, but they also spend many more hours there at school and they don't take care of themselves. I mean, I don't mean to judge anyone, but I also, I can see it because I lived that life for many years where I would 
not take care of myself, not self-care, you know, not give myself time to relax on the weekend um, where I'd just be uh, sleep, wanting to sleep kind of depressed almost the whole weekend because I overworked myself during the week. And I really didn't have a concept of why that was or why I just always felt like on the weekends, all I really wanted to do at night was go to a restaurant and have some drinks and like kind of check out a little bit, you know, or just uh, watch gobs and gobs of TV and check out. Like, I didn't know how to rest myself between the times that I was working, 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 or going on a run to try and stay skinny or whatever. My whole life was kind of just, I guess, performative is kind of how I look at it now. But I also had that I, that feeling of this over-responsibility. It's one of the things they talk about in adult children of dysfunctional families or adult children of alcoholics, um, that we grow up and we have this over sense of responsibility as if we can affect other people's lives in this big way. When in actuality, it turns out we really can't affect other people's lives as big as we think we can. The only reason that some of us feel this way is because we were conditioned to feel this way as children. Maybe we had parents that were emotionally immature and they told us that you made me angry or you made me do this and they told us that our actions made them do things, which that's not a way to that a parent should be acting. That is emotionally immature. That is maybe emotionally neglectful, possibly abusive to tell your child that his or her actions are affecting you that much. That's not right. You know, a child's actions obviously have an impact on other people, but if they're constituting what a parent acts like or behaves like, then that's not right. You know, that parent is not taking responsibility for who they are and their own actions. So there's something very dysfunctional in that relationship. So because I came from that sort of feeling that like it was my responsibility to make sure that I kind of feel like both of my parents in different ways that they were happy, you know, that don't make dad angry or don't make mom sad or if mom's sad, you should go give her a hug to make her feel better, or just stuff like that. And some of that stuff, maybe it's not as bad, but when it happens consistently over time, and that's the message that you're getting as a child, that's not okay. And it, it ends up breeding codependency or just this oversensory responsibility that I'm talking about. So at work, I think of that sometimes. And I want to do a great job and I want to connect with my students, but I also remind myself that I don't need to expect myself to be a superhero. Teachers are not superheroes. We are just humans. And if we're acting like a superhero, I've only seen that really happen when teachers are spending a lot of extra time. If a teacher is choosing to spend a lot of extra time and also taking care of themselves, then that would be their choice. And I think that maybe it could be okay. I could see myself being that type of person in the future, maybe after my son graduates from high school or when he moves away. Maybe that's a time I would want to spend more time on my classroom and I would choose to do that while also spending time on myself. So I think that could be healthy if that's what we want to do with our time. Um, okay, so I get to the second one here. 
I believe that sometimes I have unrealistic expectations of my son. And this really stems from me and my own self-image of me and my own expectations and of me and the voices that go through my head or the voice that's in my head about how I'm supposed to be perfect, that ends up coming out onto my child. Has anybody been there or is it just me? No, of course it it's not just me, but I'm a really reflective person. And since I've been in my therapy mode and things for the last eight years, most of his life, and that's when I started seeing that I was pretty hard on him. And sometimes I don't hear those critical voices in my own head, but I do hear them when they come out as words and start reprimanding my child or criticizing him in a negative way. And sometimes I get into this pattern that it's very hard for me to stop. And luckily it's happening less and less as time goes by because I'm noticing it, but it still makes me so sad when it happens is I'll start saying something that he needs to do better. And then there's this part of me that's like a wind-up toy and it's like it's wound up and I cannot shut up. And I will keep saying that you know, when you did this and I'll start like mocking him and I'll start uh, telling him why it's not okay and you need to listen to me. You hear me say this and this is the rule and blah, blah, blah. And some of that is good and it's setting boundaries. But the way that I sometimes get to be that annoying wind up toy that won't shut up, it's really damaging to my son. I pray to God all the time to help me stop it. Not all the time, but I feel like this hasn't happened that much recently, but it did happen to me yesterday and I could feel it kind of happening. And my son, luckily now he's verbal enough at 10 years old to be like, mom, stop, you know, or we've talked about it enough, like, and I can see that it's actually hurting him when I'm doing this. And it's still hard for me to stop. In the past, I've really beat myself up a lot over that And it took me a long time to even realize what was happening because I didn't even know what I was really doing. I just knew that something wasn't quite right and I could tell that he was impacted by it. Um, And the other thing that my, my therapist told me, which helps a little bit, but I'm not saying that it takes me off the hook of responsibility, but she is saying she has told me that because of my son being through the trauma of our divorce and some other things that went on after that of his dad being far away, my son is a very sensitive person. And because he's gone through other things and some traumas, my words impact him way more than a healthy child would feel impacted. So therefore, my behaviors in general are pretty good as a mom. But since he's already been affected so much by some other things, it impacts him even more. And also, I think I have a very sensitive child, just like me. I'm a highly sensitive person. Um, My therapist definitely thinks my son is. I think he is in some ways. You know, he's different from me, but he definitely is highly sensitive in some ways. And so, you know, I'm I'm aware of that and I'm really trying to stop it. And um, it's very hard to stop those patterns because they are ingrained in us from when we're children. These are things that I'm working on. Having those unrealistic expectations of my son, um, it's a hard line to toe because 
Of course, as a parent, you want to have boundaries and kids need boundaries to feel safe. But then it's like, can I go to the other side and have too many rules or what is too much? What's not enough? So it's tricky as a parent, right? We have to really go back and forth and kind of feel out what is the right amount here? What's the right amount for me? And what's the right amount for my child? And kind of work that out. So like screen time is a big one for me and my son. It's we've I've made this like contract of when he can have screen time and when he can't and how he needs to be cleaned up by this time without me asking him because I'm so sick of like nagging him. You know, I don't want to be this parent that's like nagging him. So my way of dealing with that is over these last few months, he and I have kind of figured out a system for him to know when his screen time is exactly. And I make sure I don't ever allow him to do extra. I mean, you know, it's hard not to, but mostly I really try to stick with the limits because I have, that's my part of it is I have to stick with it even when he whines, even when he tries to twist my arm, you know, it's, the kids are very, very convincing. And um, so we've been working that out and I don't want to have unrealistic expectations of what a child is able to do. So I'm, I'm working that out. Um, But I know that that criticism in my head that's there that I'm used to from my family and from society too, it's not just my family, there were a lot of unrealistic expectations of children. There are a lot in some ways. For instance, them sitting at school all day, like that's a pretty unrealistic expectation in some ways. Like I see, envision a future where students are able to move around a lot more and hopefully I can be one of those teachers that allows that to happen more in my class, but it's very hard to change my patterns, you know. Okay, and my last one, which was kind of my newest revelation these past few weeks, but really today it came to a pinnacle, so I really wanted to share about this, is that I realized that i I can definitely admit that I've had unrealistic expectations of family members. So what I mean by that is I think I was expecting my family members to change or grow or be different than they are. And that is not helpful to them. And it's not helpful to me. And it just makes me frustrated. If I'm expecting people to be different, then that's on me. My bad. I learned a lesson recently about first saying no to things that I don't want to do. Then if I say no to things that I don't want to do, even when I think the family is going to fall apart, if I say no to something, you know, it's very scary to say no to things that are like set in stone in the family, it feels like, right? Like we always go to this place at this time. And, but I've said no to some of these things recently. And what happens when I say no to things is it frees up my energy so that I can show up as the more mature, kind, and wonderful person that I know I can be. When I choose to spend a certain amount of time with different people that aren't easy for me to get along with, and I keep these meetings short and controlled for my sensibilities, then I'm not expecting or needing that person to be different or to be there for me emotionally. I'm just allowing us to show up in this 
short amount of time that I know I can be my best self and I can treat them kindly as a colleague or something like that. I'm holding my own energy and autonomy to be myself in that moment. I'm not expecting them to be different than I than they are. That seems to be a solution to a problem I've been trying to solve for a long time because it is hard sometimes to get along with everybody and it's kind of impossible. At least today, the way I deal with it or as I'm trying to learn how to deal with it is allowing those unrealistic expectations to dissipate, not having those and just showing up and being present and you know, but I also have to protect my my emotions and my energy too so that I'm not bringing a neediness to the relationship where there's not someone that's able to meet that neediness with love and support. So I think what I'm trying to say is there are certain people in our lives, family or friends or whoever, people at work, that we're not going to be able to have close relationships with, or we're not going to be able to have the relationship with them that we want for whatever reason. My way out of that is to say, okay, I'm going to try to give myself those things I need, like emotional support and love and whatever it is, someone seeing me for who I am. I need to get myself filled up with friends and other people that really love and care about me. So it's taken me a long time to find those friends and to find those places where I can fill up. And then I don't have to ask for those things from people that can't give them to me. I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? I think I spent a lot of my life, you know, being surrounded by people that didn't understand me. And it wasn't their fault. And it wasn't my fault. But now I know that that's not the right place to be putting my energy. And that is unrealistic expectations for me to think that they're just going to change and all of a sudden know how to be there for me or change and be a different person that's loving me the way I want to be loved. So I hope that shed some light today for you, helped you maybe accept some relationships in your life or look at them from a different angle. I look forward to talking to you on my Facebook group or chatting with you on Instagram. Take care, survivors. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.com.